welcome to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm Christine Barr, and today we're going to be talking with Stephanie. I had so much fun. I hope you have fun. (laughs) Um, I did not know Stephanie before the um, recording of this episode. We had friends on Facebook. We had people that said we should know each other. And I'm so glad that she was able to take time out of her busy day to sit down and have a genuine and down-to-earth conversation. I learned so much about her um, just with the way she uses her words and the lifestyle that she has lived within the years of her short life. But she is amazing. Um, Such a big heart, so loving, so real. I I think that's a good word to use for her. Um, Honest. (laughs) Oh boy, is she honest. And she is going to throw some things in there that are going to make you crack up and you will hear me on you laughing just as hard. Uh, She tells us about her journey, the different places that she's lived. Again, her parenting, parenting style, things that just make you almost have goosebumps but also have the ability to make you think and how am I treating others she is part of the LGBTQ plus community which I did not know until she was on the podcast talking I was like wait hold up well let's talk about that (laughs) it's funny how I I get these beautiful women that have these beautiful souls and beautiful hearts and I still don't know everything about them so to do this is so gratifying to see and hear their different stories I hope you enjoy Stephanie as much as I did now let's meet Stephanie Okay, today we're talking with Stephanie. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about you. No. <laughs> no, I don't want like, like like anything. Um, <laughs> that's always hard to like, what do you, you know, like, what do you, I don't know just something. Um, where are you 30, from? Okay, well, I'm, well, I'm from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived in Maui. I've lived in Utah. Um, I have one son, single parent, but he's adopted. I'm not a licensed foster parent right now but that is the plan to add more babies at some point I just don't want to do that in an apartment yet so I'm waiting to you know move us out of there and get a house and have more space and stuff um dog mom to deaf Ethel who's trying to be uh Facebook famous and on Ellen I'm trying hashtagging it all the time um and small business owner I'm a clinical massage therapist and I live in Frisco Oh, okay. See, that wasn't hard. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, where did you start off? You said you're originally from here, but you lived in Maui. So I'm from here. Yeah, I lived in Maui for a while, um, and I lived in Utah as well, but both short stints. Okay. Not a, not a long time. For the most part, I've been in Texas most of my life. So, how did you get? Like, which one was first, Utah or Maui? Uh, it was well, it was Texas, then it was Maui, then it was Utah, and then it was back to Texas. So how did you, why did you move, I should say? Relationships that I had never should have been <laughs> involved <laughs> in. But it don't matter, it took me to Maui. That's what I was about to say. Me, so. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. But, yeah, relationship. 
yeah. dated a Hawaiian mm-hmm. <laughs> girl for, you know, a number of years, but didn't stay. And even after that all ended and stuff, and I decided, okay, I need to move, move back home. I really thought that I wanted to raise my son there for lots of obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't, the universe didn't grant me that. wasn't, I think, in the plan. So I'm still here, but I love Texas, so that's okay. Yeah. And so you moved to Utah for a girl, too? Same girl. We just oh 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 yeah, hot. <laughs> so she was taking you everywhere. Yeah, she wasn't doing enough as well. But anyway, that's all she was good for was travel and island hopping. Yeah. Why <laughs> my cheeks hurt? That one got me. That one got, she wasn't doing enough. So no, that's she, wasn't. she was flying me places. That was good. That was so when one. did you get your son? Um. So he was, his birthday is December 8th, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, I took him home when he was 10 days old, oh, straight wow. from the NICU. Yeah. Um, he had drugs in his system at birth. Mm-hmm. They found it. So, you know, bio mom didn't get to leave with him. He was placed in foster care with me at the time because I was licensed. Um, I literally was eating at a restaurant and I got the phone call. Um, and in less than 24 hours, had a baby at my house that was 10 yeah. days old and, you know, drug addicted where I'm like, oh my God, is he ready to go home with me? Yeah. Do I need medicine for him? What's going on? Um, but it was a single parent. I was with that same uh, dumbass Hawaiian girl that I was with at the time. But anyway, she had to exit left. We, it were yeah. not, she was not meant to play, you know, yeah. a, a permit role in our lives. But um, took him home less than 24 hours later, uh, kicked her to the curb soon after, was a single parent. And then I adopted him legally, technically on paper in Texas, um, 11 months. Like he was he was 11 months old when I adopted him officially. So. Okay, I want to unpack <laughs> that. Okay, so, um, ooh, what do I start with first? <laughs> okay, was she part of the fostering? Uh, for a very, very short time. Okay, yes. so I... So did the state know that you two were in a relationship yes. and that's why they allowed the baby to be released to you? Or were you the main caregiver and she just so happened to um, be well, like... Well, she... The baby was placed with me directly. Okay. However, she um, technically was also licensed. Um, you know, we weren't married, but because we cohabitated, she still had to... Regardless of whether or not she was licensed, she would have had to have at least still... Um, you know, passed background check. She had to be interviewed, whatever. Okay. It, it, honestly, had she have been um, just a roommate, which is pretty much how I felt at the time anyway. Right. Um, but even if they hadn't have known that we were in a romantic relationship, they still would have done um, basic stuff with her because she was oh. in the same living um, in the with the baby. Yeah. Oh, So okay. she still would have had to pass some stuff and been interviewed at least. Okay. But, yeah. So what is that process of being a a foster parent you keep saying the word licensed what's the so, difference between being licensed and not licensed well if you're or? a foster parent you are a licensed i mean it's, okay it's a license you, that you have to work towards you have to okay. do x amount of trainings x amount of hours you have to take certain um classes you know that cover certain things yeah um you have to get you know inspections like fire inspection um you have to get an interview you have to oh, have wow. your house you know looked at whatever a background check you have to get fbi fingerprinted <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if wow. I ever rob a bank, they got my fingerprints right. around and I'm going to be SOL. Right. But um, that kind of stuff, which honestly, they most of the time they tell you to take, if you're aggressive about it, will take you about six months. But that really, a lot of it depends on um, just how quickly you can get. Can you go to every class that's, you know, every week or whatever? Or because of your work schedule and life and arrangements, do you have to, you know, if that class is only once a month and you didn't, you missed it that month. Well, you got away a whole another 30 days before you can even take that one. You know, so I did okay. it as quickly as possible. 
I got it done in um, three and a half months because I'm stupid competitive wow. about everything. So I was like, the lady told me six months. I was like, watch this, you know, and yeah. that was just because I had the ability to to do that and stay on top of it. And it was serious to me. So, um, and I, ironically, um, you know, everyone wants a baby, baby. I say yeah. everyone, but most people want a baby, baby. And for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, um, and most foster parents are white families married, you know, mm-hmm. male and female, whatever household. Um, and so everybody wants the little white baby that looks like them. Mm-hmm. And I was in the headspace of, you know, this weighs on my heart. So give me the 12 year old that's going to call me outside my name yeah. <laughs> every other day. Cause I've, I've got thick skin in that regard. Um, and it's not hard for me to know and to remember and to not take that kind of stuff personal. Yeah, yeah, of course you shouldn't be speaking to me that way, but that comes from a place of pain or, you know, not trusting or all kinds of other stuff. So it's easy to dismiss in regards to like not letting that kind of stuff bother you, Yeah. but not for every household. They, you know, sometimes they can't deal with that kind of stuff or um, they don't want to have certain children in their home. And it makes sense because not everything is a good fit, but if they've got a bunch of littles running around, they don't need the 17 year old, you know, boy that's um, maybe gotten in trouble a couple of times for abuse, you know, yeah. or other kinds of things, wh- whatever it may be. So everything's not a, a good fit. But I went in with the attitude that uh, I'm single. <laughs> really, as much as I would love to have a baby, that's really difficult. Why would I do that to myself? And then that's what the hell I ended up doing anyway. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God help me, you know, whatever, I'll get through this. But um, so I fought before. Um, I got my son um, and then adopted him and all of that. I did have two other placements. Um, and one set was uh, a little sweat, a little um, set of twins, adorable, cute as could be. And that will forever weigh on my heart because I was in the process of moving forward to adopt them. Mm-hmm. When an aunt in Colorado um, decided she wanted them all of a sudden after years <laughs> of not having anything to do with yeah. them. And she was aware that they existed. It wasn't a, oh my God, my sister had kids. I need to get them out of the system. It right. was a, oh, they're fixing to get adopted. Um, and I do feel like a, that race played a part. They were two mm-hmm. little black boys. And I'm mm-hmm. like, they had talked to her. They'd been in, you know, contact with her. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to get a whole little $500 a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you never wanted this whole time. I'm like, really? What's going on? Um, but because she's family and family by default, so long as that is safe, healthy family, you know, that can financially afford uh, to take care of children. That is who they should be with. And I agree with that. But in that situation, when they had an established relationship with me, were starting to call me mama already. That was very, very, you know, hard. And that's usually the thing that scares people away from not wanting, you know, to do that. Or there might be a wife somewhere that wants it. And the husband's like, Mm-mm, yeah. can't deal with it, you know. Or when I was like, well, hopefully that doesn't happen or we'll pray on or whatever. And then the other parent is like, nope, because I don't want these badass kids coming in here cussing, screaming, acting crazy, you know, what are all these problems they have? And I'm like, your own biological children will have problems. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. You don't get to pick what it is, yeah. you know, and honestly with that We're all kind of fucked being up. said, right? And I'm like, and if you bring some babies in there, especially if they're older and they've been in the system, you you will know some of the stuff ahead of time. Whereas mm. you birth them yourselves, you have no idea <laughs> what you're in store for, <laughs> technically. But, I like you know, that outlook. So, yeah, I was like it. You know, I'm almost 40 now, but, you know, even then, back then, I was like, I'm 30 or whatever. I was like, I can get pregnant right now and have a baby that's got Down syndrome. You know, yeah. I was like, you don't know what the universe is going to give you. So yeah. I was like, whatever it is, went into it with the mindset that you come into my house, you're not leaving unless CPS says that you have to for some reason, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever, or they just absolutely, you know, the child themselves is like, 
I hate this lady. And mm-hmm. someone will do that anyway. That that's not really how they feel, but that's just they're teenagers and they got problems yeah. and they're just like, I don't care, nobody yeah. loves me, you know, so they just talk that way. Right. Um, and then I had one uh preteen girl, um, lots of sexual abuse and unfortunately when, when a lot of that stuff happens, they don't all end up doing the same thing, but a lot of sexual abuse happens. Of course, that's not something that she enjoyed, you know, right. as a child. However, then she got to be preteen and it was like embedded in her little brain where this is how I can manipulate men or this is how I can get attention or this is all that I know. Mm-hmm. And so her her number one problem was sleeping around, skipping school, doing things, you know, that she had no business doing at her age. Um, and she got taken from me. I didn't know it at the time, but when they placed her with me, I was the last shot. You know, like the supervisors and, you know, admin wise and CPS were like, I was the last go before she was probably going to get placed in like a girl's home type situation. And I was like, great. Now I'm finally doing better with her. And I kid you not. And I'm going to try not to cry. You're going to make me cry. But about, uh, well, it was three days, it was three days after, but like she, when I tell you she skipped school and I mean, that kind of stuff happens, you know, I have to report it (laughs) obviously. Um, or, Hey, I don't know where she's at. And then you, you feel sick to your stomach, not only worrying about the child, but worrying that you're, you look bad, you know, somehow. And I'm like, I have no control. Once I drop her off at school, if if she runs off campus, you know, or whatever, I got to go to work. How do you control that? Um, but anyways, you know, I was bitch this bitch that, uh, she broke plates in my kitchen. She did the most, she never tried to put her hands on me. Um, you know, she got in my face a couple of times and at the end of the day, whether anyone believes you supposed to handle children a certain way or spank it or not, or whatever. It's a, if it's a foster kid, you have no business putting your hands on them. Um, and you're not supposed to legally, you know, you can't do that. And I never wanted to do that with her, but people ask that, you know, like, oh, well, whoop her ass. I'm like, you, you can't yeah, <laughs> whoop yeah. her ass. And quite honestly, I'm of the opinion that that wouldn't have done anything, especially with a child that didn't already trust me or have a great relationship with me yet. Mm-hmm. Going to hitting them is not what mm-hmm. they need. Um, but anyway, she, broke down, you know, I, yeah, she got tough love with me, but what she also got is I didn't scream and holler at her. I, you know, I was stern about things, but at the end of the day, if I've said, you know, come in here, you know, I cooked, you're going to do the dishes or I'll do this. You're going to do that. You know? Um, and it was, and it was super mild, you know, you don't come into my house and the, the first day you're there, I'm telling you do chores. That's not a good approach <laughs> either, you know, right. but she'd been with me for a little while. I'm like, here's what's going to start happening. Uh, yeah. And she just walk off. I mean, she had no problem. She'll look at you in your face and laugh and go to her room. And you're just like, well, that didn't work out. Like, (laughs) okay, you know, but you can't, they even taller. People say, oh, making this, making that. You can't really make anyone do anything. You know, you can Mm -hmm. hold a gun to somebody's head, maybe, but outside of that, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. I could Mm -hmm. physically, what, remove her from her room and stand there and just, how can I make her unload the dishwasher? You know, (laughs) so that would happen. The few times that I was like, Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm locking door and you ain't gonna go back in your room. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can't make me do my dishes. I was like, no, but I can lock you out your room. And she, you know, and she's just like, really? And I was like, yeah. But I was like calm about it, you know. And you know, sometimes she would laugh sarcastically or like a smart ass. Well, so did I. But it's what kept me sane yeah. <laughs> from saying things that I probably, you know, was getting irritated with, but didn't want to say. But you know, she'd go in the, the first time she went to go do the dishes, and I thought, oh yeah, you know, we got over this little hill. She went in there and started breaking plates. <laughs> Oh my I was like, I heard it from the living room. I was like, well, that's not exactly what I yeah. <laughs> expected either, you know. And you go in there and I'm like, clean it up. Well, she, you can't make her. She was very, you know, intent on letting you know that nobody controls me mm-hmm. type thing. But that also comes. 
from other things, you know, adults trying to control her, make her do things that she didn't want to, you know, even other things that are like awful. So I, you know, was consistent with things, but um, wasn't ugly to her, you know, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I was, and I'm always silly, you know, but I, uh, I use my humor to keep myself calm and also let her know, you're, you're not getting to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't, she knew, like, I didn't approve of your behavior, what you said or what you did. However, uh, when I tell you I'm not kicking you out, I mean it. So keep trying, you know, because they, especially once they get a certain age and if they've been in the system for a while, they deliberately, it almost becomes a, a sick game because these kids are just so tired of, you know, bullshit or foster parents that were maybe abusive too. You know, that does happen where they're like, let me see how fast she can, I can make this lady call my caseworker and beg for me to leave. Mm -hmm. But it's a test you know oh, to them okay. too like yeah. let's see how much she loves me or wants to keep me you know yeah. what I mean and it's just like but I was ready for it you know um and I never called on her I, when there was things that she did that I had to report obviously yeah but legally you right, legally report, I yeah. got a report that you skip score I got to report this 7 p.m I still don't know where you are you know that's yeah. an issue um but things like that but I was kind you know consistently enough and I was also um, calm consistently enough, meaning when she would deliberately do so, or when she was, you know, she used the C word, the four letter C word mm -hmm. in my face, two inches from my face where she's you know, almost spitting on me, uh, before. And I just, I was like, who child, you know, and I take a deep breath and, but it was a smile on my face and walk off. I'd be like, I don't appreciate that. You won't quit it. You know? And I, but you know, with attitude a little bit, but cocky too, yeah. you know, honestly, yeah. but I walk away from it. Cause one, I'm not going to be in your face. I don't want you in mine. Um, but what am I going to do? You know, I have, my hands are tied to some extent because I'm not your legal parent, though. You know, I'm your foster parent. Um, and then some some stuff really just that needed to be what she got. You know, mm -hmm. she needed to be told, I, I don't appreciate that. And it's not okay. Don't talk to me that way. But at the end of the day, you cannot control for real what comes out of her mouth. I'll stop you there so, for a second. Um, do you believe that you were able to handle that because of your personality or because of your past? Um, I don't probably, know what your past is. Yeah, no, pro probably both. I mean, I think yeah. your upbringing and your surroundings and, and you know. Were you in a like calm that. household growing up or was oh, it more no, chaotic? It was, no, it was more, it was more chaos than anything. Yeah. Like my, I don't talk to my mother. So my mother's a narcissistic piece of shit and mm -hmm. my dad is the polar opposite. Oh, <laughs> you wow. Know? So okay. um, yeah, he, he needs to leave her. Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> I still feel that way, Father. Um, but it's not, it's not anything people don't know. I'm pretty yeah. open about that stuff. But um, yeah, so I mean, my clearly, I mean, my dad was that way, you know. Yeah. And I think genetics, you know, there's there's something that just plays a part. I, I feel very lucky to have gotten what I think is a whole lot more of him mm -hmm. <laughs> in some regard. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, as much as my mother is abusive and a narcissist, she also was a very strong independent self-made woman too mm -hmm. that if any if at any point she had decided to really leave my father she would have been fine walking away okay. didn't need anybody you know and yeah. so I got I have that embedded in me too um but yeah so I never of course growing up wanted to be what she was right yeah. so I used that instead of following in those footsteps um being what I at least feel and hope that I am is complete yeah opposite. the reason why I asked that is because the stories that you have about going through this journey. Um, Bridget talked about being a foster parent and she said they could be with you for so long and then they can leave. 
Mm-hmm. They could be with you here and then they could leave. And it was something that she couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that's looked down on, like, how could you sign up for this? And it's like, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other factors that go right, into right. it. And I just wonder your your tenacity mm-hmm. and the love in your heart. Because I know I wouldn't have been able to yeah, do that, right, you know? Yeah. I'm also five foot tall. So <laughs> if a kid got into my face and they were 10, yeah, they're right. looking at me in my eye. Now I, right. yeah, now yeah. I got to fight a 10-year-old, right? right? Like, well, help me through <laughs> stuff with her and breaking through with, well, I think I, like what I mentioned earlier, I think is what helped her finally break down, you know, with me because she finally was just like, okay, this lady is really for real. I'm really not getting a rise. Out. Oh, what she didn't know sometimes, oh, there was a rise. But it was in my chest and I wasn't going to let her see it. You know, yeah. where I was like, oh, no, little girl, I want to knock your ass across this room right yeah. now. But I'm not going to do that. That is wrong. That is not what you need. And I'm aware of that. So, we, you know, you have to have self-control. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself. It, and I know it's harder for some people, but all I see and all I heard when she was doing all that stuff was just, this is a mask. This is not who you are. This is for protection. If I'm this really badass, you know, calling you names and this and this and this, you're not going to come in here and hurt me. Yeah. Or you're not going to go sell me to the man down the street, you know, right. I mean, or what, or whatever, um, you know, because you feel, and, and bullies do that too sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. as well. It's like, well, I got to act like this big badass so nobody messes with me because really right. I'm just scared, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you tell yourself that, especially with child development courses or foster, you know, like mm-hmm. classes that you take and then just your own experiences, it's much easier to, not um let some things get you you know so bad did she irritate me hell yes she did quite often you know but it was in these little stints where i was just like well i had to take a deep breath and that's all i needed to take you know what i mean i needed to take a deep breath and then i was good um or i needed to walk away for two minutes and then i was good not mad at her for the rest of how old were you you during this um my late 20s wow so you had so (laughs) much self-awareness well i grew grew up fast too you yeah know? but i mean to see that in her yeah and be able to take a step back that's re- like that's a lot of self-awareness that even people in their 50s 60s and 70s don't mm-hmm. have yeah so where do you think you develop that self-awareness you said i you mean grew well fast. i grew up fast. grew up fast in the sense that um i mean i wasn't left to the wolves you know my parents were like active or whatever in, in my life and you know they were around um but grew up fast. Maybe part of it's just, you know, you're an old soul. I don't know if some of that plays a part of it. Um, but I mean, I remember my aunt telling me I was like 12 years old and she was just having that conversation with me. She's like, you're just so this, you're just so that. And at 12, I just was like, okay, you know, yeah. like, whatever. Can we go get <laughs> some pizza? Yeah. Like, but I remember because it was like a long conversation mm-hmm. we had or whatever at dinner one time. And she just was giving me all these compliments and all these things. And I was just like, I didn't know that was a big deal, you know, that yeah. I was 12 and acted this way or that right. way or whatever. Um, and maybe some of that, you know, not to give my mother credit for abuse, but when um, mental abuse or whether even if physical, whatever, you know, sometimes you just you're more aware of like your feelings and mm-hmm. paying attention to like, why do I, you question things like, why? If that's my own mother. Why did you know that was a question? Mm-hmm. Like, How is she like that? Or what happened already as a child I was like, what is making her treat me that way because I'm not bad like I'm not you know yeah. like I'm for real like doing my chores I'm scared shitless of you so I'm doing them early like you yeah. know like what do you treat me like that for and you hear little bits and pieces of well you know her dad this or her bit um, and then you go oh okay so it's this sick cycle of you know shit mm. but at the end of the day whether it runs I've made a post on Facebook the other day about that where it was um you know it doesn't matter if xyz runs in your family 
this is where the fuck it runs out. You know, yeah. you have to be aware and say, nope, whether that's cutting those people off or it's just being self-aware that maybe I'm more inclined to like raise my voice, you know, all the time because I was around that and was screamed at all the time. Well, I need to make sure I'm not doing that, yeah. you know, because I'm not paying attention. Right. right? Just people, especially parents, I think don't pay attention. Yeah. We yell at our kids to pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, but they themselves don't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit. Sure. Um, I want to talk about, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. You're thank welcome. you for being honest. Um, but I want to talk about friendships. Sure. We have like 40 friends on, yeah. <laughs> on mutual friends on Facebook. Uh-huh. And finally, Jenny was like, how do y'all not know each other? And I'm like, I, I know. Jenny know. Uh, Jenny pimps me out quite a bit. <laughs> Jenny, I don't know. People pimp me out all the time. I'm like, they're like, yeah, someone said, I better go get a massage from you. Or why, why did you not have lunch with Stephanie? And I mean, I'm flattered by that, you know? I would rather that be the, what people are talking about than something else. But yeah, Jenny, stop pimping me out all the time. But anyway. So how do you make friends? Like, what is like what is your core thing that you're looking for when you gravitate to someone? Uh, quite honestly, I'm not looking for anything. I think mm-hmm. just like when you, you shouldn't look, you know, people talk about, I can't find the right man or I can't mm-hmm. find the right, you're looking too hard, sister. Like you need to focus on being happy and healthy and the mm-hmm. most attractive thing that will attract the right people is having good intentions and being happy and healthy yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the case that, I mean, that attracts some, some nutcases too. And you got to learn how to <laughs> differentiate Amen. on that. So it, it, that happens as well. But yes, like you said, slow self, <laughs> self-awareness you yeah. know, is important, but um, I don't, I don't look for friends, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or not necessarily that, that um, I don't look for anything in particular. You just pay attention. I think, yeah. you know, that's what I have all kinds of people, even just on, you know, social media where I'm nice to you because I'm a nice person. And you've never done anything to me. Yeah. Do I see, feel maybe something else in my head? That's fine. But I kept it in my head. You yeah. know, it makes me just like, oh, okay, so I'm going to keep my eyes peeled on yes. this particular person, maybe for yeah. this particular reason. But that's okay. That's how you keep your boundaries set, you know, in place. And um, again, just self-aware of stuff. But, you know, if you naturally click with somebody, just like on a date or anything else, if you just have natural chemistry, well, then great, you have it. You know, if you find common ground, great. You know, and I mm-hmm. feel like, we talk about like, oh, there's so many, like, there's different sides of people's personalities. Like I can go, I enjoy a lot of things like most people do, but sometimes people, um, maybe they have a lot of close friends that, um, really love art or all they all they ever do is just hang out and talk about sports, you know, mm-hmm. or all they do is, well, yeah, but that's not all you do with yourself or your life in general, you know? So I have friends that are good for this. I got other friends that are good for that. Okay. I have friends that, I mean, I'm not going to call and say, do you want to go to the Nasher Sculpture Museum? <laughs> because I know they're going to look at me sideways and be like, girl, what? And I, and it's okay. Like, you know, I don't think any less. That's just not your thing. Yeah. And you're going to go and be bored and like, I don't like looking at all this stupid shit on the walls. Like yeah. that's going to be their attitude. But that doesn't mean that they're, um, that they're not my cup of tea. It just right. means that they're we're going to drink tea over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead. So. so what I hear you saying is, is that you make good friends, you make good connections, but they all have their own category of friendship yeah, that you like to, to Well, what matters them. at the end of the day is people's character. You know? That was my next question. So, yeah. Characteristics or morals? Like, which one do you prefer? Like someone that has real, like the morals. Well, are I, think, that, that. I think people argue about morals a whole lot about what their opinion, uh, their opinion is on, mm-hmm. you know, what morals are. I'm, you know, I'm queer is a $2 bill. And mm-hmm. there are some people that would consider that 
morally wrong that I, you know, well, like lay in a bed with a woman, you know, I don't. Yeah. How could I if I'm gay? Right. Right. So that I think differentiates a whole lot more Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, But Jenny, who was pimping (laughs) me out, we just had this conversation uh, some in her session the other day. Um, Character is what you do in the dark. You know, and I'm not in the dark with you looking at what you're doing, but character is what you do in the dark. And so if that doesn't waver, then you have good character as far as I'm concerned. You know, there are people Mm -hmm. that I know for a fact act one way over here and another way over there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we all act a little bit different, maybe, you know, at church versus, you know, at your grandma's house or, you know, with your girlfriends on a Friday night drinking in the living room. Sure. But that's not what I mean. I mean, you know, if the lights were off and you were, are you an opportunist in, in the, when no one can see you. Yeah, you know, when you know you're not going to get caught or whatever else, you know, are you going to steal something from somebody, you know,'s purse? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to um, even just the gossip share, you're going to say something extra dirty? You know, a fact is a fact. So I tell people, I'm like, well, gossiping is also gossiping. But, you know, if you don't give people dirty shit to gossip about, you ain't got nothing to worry about, right, you know, really right. anyway. So I don't know. Maybe I would say characters just because at the end of the day, if you are what I consider a good person, I don't really care, you know, like if we don't see eye to eye on some other things, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's I some gray, that. you know, like I think yes. morals and characters kind of overlap weave. each other a little bit. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. Now I have, I have a super lesbian question. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was coming. No, I'm just a second. Let me... So I consider myself part of the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. plus community, but I have dated girls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not supposed to say that and start laughing. It's not funny, y'all. Okay, go ahead. No, it's funny to me because even within the lesbian community, there's this thing that they're all crazy. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Yes. The fact that that you question? Yes. Yes. Do you find that to be true? Is that stereotype true? That like Uh, not lesbians, just women in general. Okay. So you don't think it's a lesbian thing? I don't think it's a gay thing. I think it's a woman thing. (laughs) Yes. Whether you're sitting on a penis or on some woman's face, if you're a woman, you're fucking nuts. So I am so glad you came over today. Oh my god. I was waiting for it. I mean, you know, like like we're joking, but to an extent, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Haha, I'm just put, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. not playing. You're so serious. We're not, we're not playing. No. Yeah. So, so just in general, you think women are just like, I mean, some way more than others. Yeah. You should see my block list. Like it's, <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. List. I mean, I went on there the other day. I got tired of counting like, out of just curiosity. And they're not all women, but like just out yeah. of curiosity on Facebook, I swear to God, I was up late and couldn't sleep. So I'm scrolling. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm gonna count because shit, it's like I'm doing this on yeah. my phone, you know, with my finger inside. I was just like, I'm gonna just count because I want to know. So I'm like, Facebook, you need to put a thing on there with like a how many people we have watched top something. Yeah, it was 318. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it was so long that I stopped counting at 112. I'm like, I didn't know it was the block queen, but I've been on Facebook for a long time, and oh people are crazy. Oh so I don't know. I mean, how is it like dating in in for you? Like, I have decided like- that. It is not for me. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, right now, that is not what I, 
I mean, if you pay attention to my Facebook, it looks like I go on a date every week, but I'm like, <laughs> but we're playing, you know, we talk that way, me and my girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. But like, I am done with the websites okay. and I, or dating apps and shit like that. And I'm not going back. Like, yeah, I, I would be so surprised if I ever revisited. So like an organic relationship. You know, and I have so many friends. Oh, Stephanie, you got to just get it. First of all, I'm busy as hell. I'm a business owner. I'm a single parent. Like there's so many things that, I mean, can I make myself more available? Yes. And I've actually been doing that like just super recently where I'm like, you know what? I'm for real not going to work on my day off. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm really going to go eat lunch with, you know, Estelle or Ray (laughs) or Kat or whatever, you know, and make, make time for myself uh, socially and for my friends and stuff. But, um, no, but so somebody not that long ago was like, you just got to put yourself out there more and you got to do this and you got to do that. And she just being sweet and supportive. Right. But I wasn't complaining about anything. I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm not itching for a date, right. <laughs> you know, right. and my focus is these other things. And um, and I have um, honestly, I have never been as happy in my mm. life as I am right now. And that yeah. just also happens to be while I'm single, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm like you know what, that's nice. And and whatever I could use somebody else for, and I don't need anybody, you know, companionship mm-hmm. is nice. Being a single parent and all the, all the things that are on, you know, my plate all the time, would it be nice to share that with somebody? Yes, but I would rather share it with the right one mm-hmm. than the temporary whatever that's going to, you know, hurt me or hurt my son or, or give me some, yeah, okay, big fucking deal. You took out the trash, you know, and you gave me some head yesterday. Guess yeah. what? I can take care of both of those well, things yeah. without you as well, without the additional bullshit. So, my plan is not to be like single for the rest of my life, but I feel like my plan is not a plan. I don't have a fucking plan. Yeah. I wake up in the morning, do things I need to do and, you know, focus on yourself and your business or whatever, you know, goal it is that you have. And if the universe is going to bless me with whoever at some point, then great. But yeah. I am not worried about it. It's not on my brain. It's not on my radar. Yeah. You know? Do you date straight, straight women? No. No. Why the fuck? Well, I date straight people, women. Let me tell you who dates straight women. Sad little baby dykes that don't know better. Okay. <laughs> Poor little sad baby dyke. Did not learn yet. And um, dumbasses. God bless Why them. is it the truth, then, though? And, well, you know what? Somebody, and if you, she'll probably listen to this later. Somebody, last night or the night before, whatever, said, well, I don't believe in straight. I ain't no straight girl. And I was like, yeah, that's some truth in that. Yeah. Because you can flip a girl real quick. <laughs> we're, so, we're such emotional creatures, yeah. you know? Um. You know, and there are people that are asexual. There are people, yeah. that, and there's so many different, you know, diverse people. You know, all kinds mm-hmm. of all kinds of people and all kinds of situations. So, you know, whatever box and label somebody wants to put on something, I feel like sometimes, yeah, it helps us to maybe understand a little bit more, or to be yeah. like, okay, well, if she says she's this, then I know I need to at least not say or do this, or yeah. or you know, certain things, sure, but um, but no, like if someone was like, well, I'm straight, but I'm curious, I'm not, I'm too old. I mean, yeah. if I was 19, I would have fucked with that for a yeah. weekend, maybe at yeah. least. But, let's see let's but, see how like, curious you no, are like i'm not you know i'm not sure i don't want to be your test run like i will invest like i'm serious you know if i want to be in a relationship or whatever i don't want, want to worry about you cheating on me with a man or you deciding four months later that you uh were just confused so generally <laughs> i steer away from that aspect but anyway <laughs> sorry because like we know the stories right or you're like yeah we all told you she was straight yeah, but yeah, you yeah, kept yeah. going for yeah, that yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just wasn't yeah. there well or it's unfortunately i think for a lot of um like more masculine you know excuse me androgynous or more masculine um lesbian women they are physically attracted, right? Maybe to this particular girl and you know they work with them or something. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. But anyway, 
Um, and that poor little thing is heartbroken over her boyfriend. I'm like, uh-huh, opportunist ass. You just uh, want to, come on now, you know, but maybe they really did have feelings or like really like her. And if that girl is just in a place where she's hurt and she likes that attention and, you know, a woman feels safer, you know, a woman's probably not going to rape you. Woman's yeah. probably not going to do, you know, some things. I mean, oh, there's some abusive ass females out there. Yes, I've been yes. with them, you yeah. know? Um, but in that moment, you know, so maybe they get a little attention. So then this one right here, that's really gay yeah, is looking at her like, Oh, maybe I got a chance. Okay, she done sucked dick, sat on dick, had three babies with a dick for the last 10 years straight. And she didn't say nothing to you about being curious or bisexual or anything. She just literally likes the attention. You know, likes the attention, which is okay. You know, we all like attention, whatever, to some degree. But, and then they get in this relationship and then they find themselves living together, U Haul and all that shit. And then want to act surprised when she's cheating on you with a man. I mean, you know, which is wrong, cheating, you know, in that cheating, regard. Yeah. You know, if you don't have an open relationship, then you shouldn't be doing it to somebody. You need to break up with them and take the fuck off. That's right. what you need to yeah. do, regardless of, you know, whether that hurts them or not. But, yeah. um, no. <laughs> so the answer is no. I do the, answer, the answer is no. And you little baby dykes and all you grown dykes to stop fucking with these. It, well, because they're, well, a lot of them are attracted to more feminine mm-hmm. women, right? Yeah. So, and there are femme, you know, lesbians, but yeah. I'm like, don't stop doing that. You know, they they get close to their kids. This yeah. it's a repetitive thing. I see it all the time in the cycle. Close to their kids. They're like, I did more for them children, you know, than their baby daddy, you know, than, yeah. than the baby daddy. Or she did this and that. I'm like, you shouldn't have been fucking with a straight woman. I mean, I understand people can manipulate you, you know. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's always a question because I think that that's what TV portrays sometimes, Mm -hmm. which leads me into the next question. Um, Do you feel like media, and this is entertainment media, Mm -hmm. put you in a category like the stereotype of what a lesbian woman looks like or versus real life? Like, do you match what stereotypes? Well, I feel like a lot of that, I mean, is based off of real life, you know, to to some extent. But if if it's only, if it's always only, well, media and entertainment love to see two beautiful feminine, you know, women together because, because we, women run the world on the back end, you yeah. know, without whether these fucking men or whoever know it or not. Yeah. Um, but because men and certain people are such influence in some things, they don't want to see the woman with <laughs> a mullet and a big belt buckle. I don't either, <laughs> quite honestly. Okay. I'm sorry, girls. But anyway, but they don't want to see that. They don't want to see a woman that looks like a man because they're going to, you know, the reviewer's going to have too many people that are just like, oh, she's trying to be a man or the, you know, all the stupid shit that people say or have feelings about. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, y'all, y'all are misrepresenting some shit you know but yeah. also they are represent because there are women that look like that that are together or that have that kind of relationship or there's just so many people that yeah they're not all gonna be on tv and on the news and all that kind of yeah. never gonna happen like that but um you know for a long time oh my god like especially like straight women that really didn't know terms or terminology or what oh yeah ha, 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 you lipstick lesbian you know whatever i'm like yeah. i'm not lipstick lesbian just because i'm lesbian and i put on some lipstick <laughs> okay that's not what that is fuck you whatever but for a long time, I even like avoided, like, or I wanted to, like, I would correct people if they called me femme, femme, femme. And of course, yeah. that came more from like butch women, studs, yeah. whatever right, they call. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, you're a femme, you're a femme. I'm like, I'm a femme that whoop your ass if you come in here and do <laughs> XYZ, you know, or like I ride a motorcycle and I don't need you to change. I know how to change oil in my car. But that's because I'm a tomboy. Or if you don't want to give it that word, that's just because I'm independent. I'm yeah. not codependent on you and I'm not going to um, expect you to do these kinds of things i need to know how to do this shit myself and that's how my daddy raised me do you see that in media do you see that in media Mm, 
I mean, yes, but maybe, maybe not as much. I think a whole lot more than what it used to be. Yeah. Just like anything else, you know, we didn't Mm -hmm. used to have biracial couples. We didn't used to have, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And it makes some people mad for a while. And then you don't hear about it anymore. People get used to it and they don't give a shit or they just don't want, that's fine. Don't put it on that show. Yeah. It ain't that hard. (laughs) Black channel, bitch. You know, like it's not that difficult. Keep (laughs) scrolling. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Like you don't need to. Okay. Well, and if you feel strongly enough about it and people don't, like me saying this kind of stuff, you know, gay people, whatever, or whoever. But um, if you feel strongly enough about maybe the fact that I shouldn't be able to marry, you know, legally another woman, then fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fight me. Okay. You know, yeah. in the street too, if you want to, I, I'll come. We can do <laughs> it. We can do it at two o'clock. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like for real, there is a way to go about stuff, whether I agree yeah. with you or not. Yeah sitting around bitching about it or just being ugly or just whatever. I mean, that doesn't do anything. So if you really want to create change, even if the change, I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want it to happen. And I don't right. agree with it. This is what the fuck you need to do. And then that also means if that's what you're doing and I'm aware of it and I want to fight it, well, then there's a way for me to do that too. Right. You know what I mean? so, right. Right. I just think like the iconic, um, the, the, in my head, mm-hmm. and this is like age, I, I don't think we have anybody that's, my demographic is not really that young for yeah, the yeah, podcast, yeah. but I think of the L word, mm-hmm, yeah. the TV show. Yes, that yeah. was like, <laughs> that was like, what? Mm-hmm. I love this show. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think this new generation has orange is the new black yeah, yeah, yeah. where now they're being put into a situation where mm-hmm. they get to see these women's lives, even right. though they might be incarcerated, you know, they right, might be sure. in jail, but like a true love story mm-hmm. with two or how women, it, you know, how it plays out. Right. Know, or whatever. Right. And the different, how it zigzags in the fluid, it, it's mm-hmm. fluid, yes, sexuality absolutely. being fluid. Sure. And I just, I just think of that and I'm like, this is what people are seeing mm-hmm. as lesbians but i still don't see it like that i just see it as two women in love mm-hmm, sure. does that does that make sense yeah. i i feel like they want those labels not everybody you know and there's yeah. a lot of people that will say that they don't but uh, you can say a whole bunch of stuff all day but that's right. not what you're necessarily behaving you know right. or, or how you're speaking on this other platform over here about it or whatever right. at the end of the day I don't give two shits what anybody calls me or what box they put me in for. If it helps them understand something better, I, I don't care. You yeah. know, um, I'm not all about that. Right. You know, yeah. but I also feel, you know, somewhere in between about a lot of things. I'm like, oh, they also help us understand some things better or some people or, you know, if someone says, you know, you're fa- I, at some point, I don't know what happened, but I just was like, okay, yeah, fine. You know, I, like, I gave it, I was like, okay, fine. Call me Finn because, you know, yeah. I do this, that I don't, I don't wear dresses every day or I don't, um, <laughs> where you're like talking about sex is that oh yeah I could be a bottom all yeah. week you know yeah. I got no problem with it right but um I could be a top too it just got to be the right relationship or the right chemistry or the right whatever right um you know and I tell them like well femme doesn't mean pillow princess there are femme pillow princesses there's straight women that are pillow princes princesses you know when you talk about like stuff in the bedroom um I'm like or there's this feminine woman that's very assertive yeah and very you know boss lady or whatever yeah. that's like Oh no, I'm like this out in the world, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, I'm a, I'm like this all the time out here. Right. So over here, y'all want to be more like this, but there's an occasional, right, right, <laughs> whatever, like flare up of some aggressive shit, and I'm like, no, this has gone down today. You know what I mean? But there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of women that consider themselves feminine lesbians too. That um, 
well, it depends on who they're dating. There's so many variables about yeah. so many things, but they right. honestly do not uh, do those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like strap up stuff. I mean, like literally they don't um, participate in oral sex. Yeah. Some of that comes from their partner who's like, that makes me uncomfortable. It demasculates me, you know, whatever. Right. I don't like that or whatever. That's fine. And a whole bunch of those women, I have um, taught them that that is not how they do. Hey. Hey. I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> You done had you done you done had too many straight girls trying <laughs> and didn't know what they were doing, and so you I'm felt like fall on my chair. <laughs> and I don't like to use this term, but I'm going to because it helps people to understand. Yes, yes, do it. Um, where if they were made to feel like a bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, don't yeah. make me feel like a bitch. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. You ain't gonna make no noises. Put the pillow over your face <laughs> and, and let enjoy me do my it. thing. You know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. We all, we all enjoy the it. parts we have have. You know, you click out 8,000 nerve endings in it. If, if somebody gets to it the right way, it doesn't mean that you're not the stud anymore. You know what I mean? It just means that your girl oh gave you a good head. It's oh, okay. my God. It's I am okay. dead. <laughs> I am so glad you came over today. I can't wait to listen back to this because I'm going to die. But people uh, trip, you know, over yeah, stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. It does not fucking matter. But I feel the same way about the labels. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, I feel like society, mainstream society, needs sure. labels. Yeah. And then the people that they're putting those labels on adapt that, and mm -hmm. so they keep it. But in reality, no one really cares about no. the labels. Right. So I... I thank you for speaking on that. Sure. I'm saying eventually I was like, yeah, fine. Call me FM. Like, uh, if that's uh, you know what? I don't, I don't care. And that's, that's from gay women. You know what yeah, I mean? Too? I'm yeah. just like, that's fine. But know that, but the thing is, is like you say fem or whatever the hell word you choose. Yeah. But if you say fem to one person and their idea of what that is, is here. Yeah. Whereas this person feels like they're fem. They call themselves fem. Everybody views them that way. But that's not necessarily how, you know, like they aren't acting, you know, X, Y, Z, like this other person mm -hmm. that also uh, mm -hmm. is that way. It's just like anything else. Like, well, here's a tomboy that, yeah, I mean, you can see it. <laughs> and yeah. that's what she's really comfortable with. And lots of, you know, I don't even like saying masculine thing. It's not a masculine thing. It's just maybe there are more men or more males that do this particular job. But that doesn't mean that the job is for a man, man you know yeah, what I mean or, yeah. or whatever just like with nursing and stuff I mean people don't talk about it a whole lot but like there's so many male nurses yeah and a long time ago boy they all got talked shit about they were all yeah. gay if they were nurses I'm like that's mm. not the case right, <laughs> you know right. people are just for no other for not for not having a better way to say it people are just fucking stupid yeah. <laughs> and they need to get over their dumb bullshit like yeah. well, how are you even thinking about it like yeah. if I want to know uh if you like people giving you head or if I want to know <laughs> uh if you want to get I mean I have dated well, we didn't really like, get serious, but like there was a woman that was way more masculine. I was surprised. I was, I was surprised that she enjoyed like yeah. um, penetration, mm -hmm. and but I wasn't attracted to her in that way. I wasn't interested in doing that to her. Right. Then I felt bad. And then I was like, no, and this is gonna sound shitty, but it's real. Yeah. Um. I said, oh, <laughs> I can make it happen. <laughs> you yeah, know, I was yeah. that. But I really feel like I'm gonna lose some type of respect for you. And not respect oh, for her yeah. as a person, but I'm going to, well, maybe that's not the right word, for but like, I want to look at you differently. Yeah. When you try to come up behind me in the kitchen and talk some shit in my ear and be like, hey, yeah, yesterday you was my bitch. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's the way I'm going to think about it. And I don't care. That just is what it is. And yeah. that's okay yeah. if, we, if we love each other and that's just our thing. And we're, fine. But it will absolutely change the way I think or look yeah. or feel, you know, about mm -hmm. some things. And I was like, mm -hmm. you're going to have to go get somebody else for all this i'm not strapping a dick to me and just doing you like that Which leads it's not <laughs> i 
always like to go to this question next. Okay. Uh -huh. Are you spiritual or religious? <laughs> <laughs> I am not religious at all whatsoever. And I'm uh, most definitely going to burn in hell. No, I'm just <laughs> No, I, you know, there was a time, like, my journey with, like, all of that kind of stuff is, like, I grew up and I felt like I was calling myself a Christian because people don't like me saying brainwashed, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but right. just with anything. Like, I can say, well, I'm teaching my child this. I'm brainwashing him. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. you think of, like, there's a negative connotation to the word brainwash. brainwash. I'm like, yeah. at the end of the day, if I tell him a hundred times, this is what this is, or this is how you should do it, chances are he's going to grow up thinking that way or whatever. Right. And so I try to be more open with him. I'm like, well, baby, this is what mommy thinks, or this is what I feel. Um, at the end of the day, you need to be a good person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is what good person means to me. But if you're not comfortable with this, you don't want to do that, then, you know, yeah. change it or whatever. But so at the end of the day, growing up, I was told, or I was around, I mean, I, my parents didn't go to church, but yeah. I was around my grandparents that took me all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandmother is a reverend. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, grandma. But anyway, <laughs> but um, I called myself a Christian kind of like by default. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm calling myself that because that's what I was told that I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, you find yourself as you grow up, you know, you yeah. grow out of things and you grow into new things. Um and if you're paying attention and you're self-aware, like we said, then you grow into who you really truly are. And you at some point find yourself very confident in that. But maybe you weren't when you were 16 because mm -hmm. you were told something was wrong. So you hit it because you were embarrassed or you didn't or you weren't embarrassed, but you didn't want to embarrass somebody else. So yeah. you didn't know or I was told this was wrong or whatever. But um, so I called myself Christian. Then I called myself. Then I was like, you know, people are like, oh, you Baptist, you this, you that. And I'm like, I, I drink. Does that mean? <laughs> Am I Southern Baptist? I'm like, what does that mean? But um, I was like, I don't know. You know, and I find religion very interesting, and I love to learn and, and read about things. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, most everything just comes back to don't be an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, guys, <laughs> it just says don't be a dick. Okay, yeah. there's your cliff notes. Right. <laughs> that's it but um then i was like well maybe i'm agnostic then i was like no i'm i'm am i atheist i don't know no i believe in god i believe in a higher power i feel you know spiritually connected to some things or whatever so at the end of the day you know how you put it into your own words or whatever whatever's in your heart or in your head sometimes it's hard to explain mm -hmm. um but i'm definitely very very comfortable telling people i am not religious but that does not mean uh susan shelley and karen that <laughs> that I am, you know, worshiping the devil or that right. I am whatever other thing, or that I feel um, anything shitty or ugly towards, you know, anyone yeah. who, who does, I'm like, girl, it's okay. At the end of the day, what matters is your character, yeah. not uh, what book you're reading, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or what building you're going into. Yeah. Okay. So, Thank you. Care. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Uh -huh. yeah. I have not gotten an answer quite, quite clear like that. Yeah. No, no, I, um, cause for me, I feel like I'm very, I'm more spiritual. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in the Bible. I yeah. believe these things, but I wouldn't say I'm Christian. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you say, just don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, it's like, well, Oh, I believe that. that. Right. Well, the thing is like people, not everyone's uh, opinion yeah. of what being an asshole is, yeah. is the same. And that's where you have problems, you know, yeah. or, or most of us can agree. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be a pedophile. You shouldn't cheat on your wife that you're married to. You shouldn't yeah. lie. You shouldn't steal. You know, some basic shit that most everybody can be like, yeah, you shouldn't. And plenty of those people that still know they shouldn't still do, yeah. <laughs> you know, people make mistakes. But um, at the end of the day, you know, if somebody goes to 
to a brick and mortar church seven days a week, I don't feel at all whatsoever like I don't want to be their friend or anything yeah. else. I feel like uh, we either should avoid the topic, you know, in general, or we can and we can be respectful. But the, the minute that you raise your voice or your tone changes mm-hmm. or something like that, that's mm-hmm. when there's a problem when problem. you feel like, you know, you can respect that someone has a difference of opinion. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Okay. Are you ready for your spitfire questions? Oh I'm changing them up this time. <laughs> okay. I know I sent you some, but I was ch- reading them on the way here. Okay. But we're going to change it up. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite color? All the colors, which is black. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Walk- <laughs> yes. Black. Okay. Uh, guac or queso, but you already get salsa. Salsa is a given. Salsa is a given. Um, queso if it's at Torchies and and guac. I can't decide between the two. Guacamole if if it's me making it like at home. Okay, so mm-hmm. if you're gonna make it at home, you you're gonna do. The I rather guac. have homemade guacamole that I make than queso from any fucking where. Okay, but Torchies, so good, girl. It is so good. Yeah, and the Diablo sauce that they put on yes. top. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. I, I sit over there and drink that. that shit out the cup <laughs> and look at people like, bitch. I wish you would say something. This queso this is, is so good. good. Uh-huh. <laughs> If you were given a million dollars today, what would be the top three things you would do? I would buy property big enough to where I could have um, like farm, like I love horses, you know, and I want a bigger house, but not a mansion. Yeah. Um, I would love to have like a community guard. I would love to have a community guard. I would make use of it. Right. Right. Um, but like, I love to marry things. That's like, it's like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. That's what I call it. So I'm like, well, I'm a massage therapist, you know, whatever, right? That has nothing to do with homeless people. Yeah, but I'm a um, ambassador for the McQueen Foundation. So guess what? I, on my Facebook page, I'm going to tell my clients, hey, if you guys want to bring oh, a donation, you know, just like yeah. pull things together, right? So um, if I had horses or I had land and I had things like that, I would absolutely love because I love um, children and foster, you know, kids mm-hmm. and, the, and the ones that, yeah, that have special needs, but those kids got places, yeah. you know, and it's okay to, for them to have one more too. But the girl calling me a cunt and breaking dishes in my kitchen (laughs) doesn't have a place, you know, necessarily. Mm. It's just like, okay, well, watch your mouth for the day, sweetheart. And we're (laughs) going to go ride horses for free. You know what I mean? Like places like where it's just open to them and it's like, yeah, come learn about this thing. And then, you know, if it's something that you like, you know, or you like taking care of these animals or you like doing this or that, then keep coming back and know you don't got to pay. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. I would do something like that. And then um, because I have my head screwed on a little bit, uh, straight, no pun intended. Yeah. I would invest it so that I could keep growing it and make sure that I yes! still have money. Because <laughs> I'm not no, trying to yes. put it all down the hole. So yes, I love that. Okay. Um, any plastic surgery? Do you have any? Would you get any? Are you thinking about some? No. I mean, you- if somebody wanted to for free cut this belly off, I would sign the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me with this. <laughs> no, but I mean, I used to be of the opinion that I did not. I was not in support of that. Not that I would like judge anybody if they did, but I just was like, no, you know, you're supposed to age naturally and beautifully. And I still feel that way. But also if you want to put Botox in your fucking face every six weeks, okay. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And whatever, you know, at the end of the day, really with anything, do you, you yeah. know, and I don't remember what it was called. Cause I only had it done one time, but boy, I ain't gonna lie. After she didn't put whatever and fix these ring, the wrinkles, yeah. you know, and yeah. stab me up here in my forehead. I was like, fix this number 11. What can you do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I don't, and not that I think you need to hate something to want to make something, you know, right. different or better, but I don't dislike anything on myself enough to where I'm going to drop that kind of cash. And that's really what it comes down that's, to that's a good answer. for me, you know, and if somebody else, they do. Okay. Well, do you, yeah, I don't care that's a good answer. Um, who's your role model? 
Um, my dad definitely because mm-hmm. he he is he's the example I give my son. I tell my son all the time I do positive reinforcement as much as I can. And so instead of saying, uh, you know, that's bad or stop acting bad or being a little badass or whatever, and he's honestly not. But instead of doing that, you know, kind of verbiage and stuff with him, I'm like, that's not how a gentleman acts, and you are a gentleman. You know, yeah. I tell him you're a gentleman. And that's not what a gentleman does. And he, or I'll tell him, don't you want to keep being a gentleman like Papa, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yes, mama. He looks up to him. And my dad's a good grandfather. Um, and he's just a good man. You know, we all make mistakes, but he was not a shitty father. He was always active. He was always there, you know. And he did whoop my ass <laughs> with a belt and do all these kinds of things. <laughs> However, he also explained things to me, you know, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I love him. that. Are you a spender or a saver? Depends. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm the one that thinks it's very important, um, to be financially stable, but I have been, you know, been the broke single mom. I've been the, you know, the one that was rolling in the dough. I've spent $3,000 on my own birthday party before, you know, yeah. I've, I've done all the different things. I think it's most important to have a nest egg, but occasionally, you know, if all your bills are paid this month and yeah, you never know if there could be an emergency, but if you need to for your mental health or I see somebody struggling, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I got $100 to my name, but I don't need the $100 today. Then give the fucking $100 away. Oh. And, you know, the universe blesses you for doing those kinds of things. So it just depends. Okay. Um, I love that answer to you. Are you a good girl or a bad girl? I'm a good girl with bad habits. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm going to take You're going to laugh. I'm okay. a good girl with bad habits. Sometimes I have my mama's tongue and temper. Yeah. God shook his head the day he built me. <laughs> But he smiled. Yeah. And that's the answer. <laughs> that's I love right. Oh, that. that's so sweet. What's your love language? Um, what is it? Um, so, acts of ser- acts of service is okay. the number one thing. A lot of that comes from, oh my god, I got so much on my fucking plate. Yeah. There is nothing I appreciate more than someone, you know, I appreciate all the things, but what what gets me is the like making me sit down and I am I'm bossy and I'm assertive and I'm an alpha and blah, 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 whatever, you know, but please come in the house and tell me, babe, it's like, it's really okay. (laughs) Sit down and take a breath and I'm going to make sure, I mean, you cook dinner and some of that's just mutual respect. Now I'm talking about a romantic relationship, but even in friendships and stuff like, and I have that, thank God. I have so many friends that are just like, well, if I can help you with that or for real, Stephanie, you know, if you need me to like make some phone calls for your clients' birthdays or next month, like I got you or whatever. And I'm like, oh, girl, thank you so much. Like there's nothing yeah. that, that speaks to me probably more than that um, because that's your time and your effort, you know, and that's genuine love. Not that other things aren't, but I appreciate that probably the most. Right. What is your biggest fear? Failure. Oh, really? <laughs> um. I'm a perfectionist a little bit. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, no, I do it right. What the fuck yes, are you talking about? I picked that up on you. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah. uh, no. But a lot of entrepreneurs are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot I'm of like, entrepreneurs oh, I, no, I do it like this. You yeah. Know? So a little bit, uh, and I'm aware of that. So sometimes I'm like, okay, you being extra today. Yeah. You know, Stephanie, with yourself, yeah. or you need to chill out or something. But um, so not like, I mean, I've failed so many times. That's great, but you got to look at it as, you know, look at it differently. It was an mm-hmm. opportunity or as a learning experience where well, there wasn't really a failure. But um, I'd say unemployment, if you want to be more specific, and God forbid anything ever happening to my child because I cannot imagine burying a child, losing yeah. a child, child being kidnapped, nothing. I mean, that's probably number one, yeah. honestly. Is there anything that we have not touched yet that you want to say to the listener? My vagina. <laughs> I'm signing you up for SNL. 
I'm just gonna sign you. <laughs> that up. was my dream job when I was really? in high school. Really? Yes. Oh my goodness! I watched SNL like every every uh, all the time, and I love Lucy. And I was like, I'm gonna be the first female this and that. And then it was like my dad was like, oh, There's already female comedians. That's not new. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm gonna be a better one, you know, <laughs> or whatever. No, but I mean, I don't know my motto, like my life motto, and I, I questioned myself about writing this in a baby book because. I do cuss, you know, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to cuss on a baby book, you know what? But that is from other people's opinions about how awful that is yeah. to write the word shit in a baby book, okay? And I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to be me because you are your happiest when, you're yourself. when you are free and you are not free until you, for the most part, don't give a shit what anybody else thinks as long as you're being a good person. So I wrote in the front of my child's baby book that I'll give to him at some point. It says, do no harm, but take no shit. And that's essentially how I raise him without saying it necessarily in those terms. But I'm like, yeah, you do do no harm, but take no shit, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, at the end of the day, if we all did that, we'd all be in a much better place. How much fun was that? I, goodness, my cheeks still hurt from laughing with her today. <laughs> There's so many points. I don't even know what kind of points I want to pull out. But her story about the foster system and how she got to be able to adopt her son and the struggles that she had with other children and the way children may be looked at in the foster system was eye-opening to me because I don't know too many people or parents, I should say, that have adopted or fostered a child and the heart that you have to have. And I didn't realize there were so many classes and so much hard work you had to put into it in order to get to a licensed foster parent. I didn't even know that there was a licensing. I I think that too, that's something in media. We just think that all foster or adoption kind of things are just people trying to make a dollar. But you can tell in the way she spoke about it that she was there for love and to help others. Um, even with her question of if you had a million dollars, what are the top three things that you would do with it? And she still goes back to, I want to use that money to help others, children that don't have a place, to give them a day that they could live freely and be happy for a day and it be no charge. How amazing is that? I, I would do a disservice if I don't talk about the lesbian talk, the gay talk. <laughs> I love her outlook and being so honest on how she feels about the community, how she feels about being alone to be dating and the way that our eyes can be open to different labels but they really don't mean anything we need those labels society needs those labels but at the end of the day they're a person um just oh love that so i know that you enjoyed stephanie as much as i did so many takeaways from this episode if you would like to see stephanie and interact with her and tell her what was the best parts of her episode that you loved please go to our facebook group you got to meet her podcast and you can see a picture and talk with her. And she is so sweet. As sweet as she was on the episode, she's more sweet in person. I promise you, you will love her. 
I hope that we are giving you the best content right now by giving you the most diversity <laughs> possible. If you know someone that would love to be on the podcast or if you yourself would want to be on the podcast, please reach out to me so that we can get you recorded so others can hear your story and we can start finding common ground for everyone. All right, that's it for me. I will catch you on the next one.